Well, good morning, everybody. Today we are going to be continuing our attribute study yet again. Uh, last week we looked at the mercy of God, and this week we are going to look at the goodness of God. Um, but before we do that, let's open with a word of prayer. Father, we just thank you for this wonderful day you have given us, and we just are now going to take some time to take a look at your word and specifically take a look at who you are um, that you are good and we're going to take a look and see what that means and how we can apply that to our life so i just pray that we would take some time now and focus on your word uh, and that you would give us insight into it in jesus name amen so the goodness of god is something that we really have to take a careful look at and it's something that's really talked about a whole lot in scripture there's a lot of verses that we could look at um, and so it's something that we need to also be reminded of right and with all this world with all the craziness that happens and it's always happening it's the way of the world but in the midst of it all we have a God who is good and what does that mean and how can we apply it to our lives um, and when you think about it it's very important and when I was thinking about how this is something that the church, Ellington Baptist, sings every single week for Sunday school, right? We have that song that God is so good, hallelujah. Um, so this is ingrained even into our own church here. Um, so you think about God is the, he is abundantly good, right? And he is the source of all good, but we'll get into all of that to come. So I wanted to point out some key verses here, though. The first one's going to be Psalm 119.68. It says, You are good and you do good. Teach me your statutes. Isaiah 63.7, which says, I will recount the steadfast love of the Lord, the praises of the Lord, according to all that the Lord has granted us, and the great goodness to the house of Israel that he has granted them according to his compassion, according to his abundance of his steadfast love. And then finally, you can see Psalm 34, 8, which says, O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. And I just love that. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. So we're going to be studying what that means to taste and see that the Lord is good. And having this the right view of God's goodness is very key to our life and actually when you think about it you think through history and all the different religions and all the different nations and all the different peoples and we see that people never really morally rise above their religion the nations the people they don't rise above their concept of God morally that is so if their God is morally depraved, so are the people because they don't rise above it. So, um, so we see that people, the nations are only as good as their concept of God, right? But you can also think of that as Christians, right? I mean, we all follow the same God, but our concept of God will determine our outlook on life. That's why we're doing this study in the first place, right? We want to have a better understanding of God so we can accurately praise him for who he is, but also apply that to our lives and have the right outlook in life. And we're going to take a look real quick here at Psalm um, 34, 3. 
and that's again Psalm 34, 3, which says this, O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. Right? And so he says magnify here. Let's magnify the Lord. And we could really take this one of two ways, right? The first way would be making something bigger than it is. And the other way would be seeing something as big as it truly is. We're going to magnify it and see it for who, what or who he is. So when we're talking about God, obviously we're talking about the second option, right? We want to see God for as big as he truly is because God doesn't need to be magnified in any way because he is already infinitely everything that he is, including his goodness. So the key is to see him for as big as he truly is. Um, so let's define this goodness a little bit, the goodness of God. And what does this goodness mean exactly? So in a sense, it all means this, that he is generous, giving, caring, loving, good-natured, kind-hearted, and gracious. All of those things kind of um, point to the fact that God is good. Uh, you can think about it. Some, uh, Tozer says that he never has any bad thoughts about anybody. That points to the goodness of God. And when you think about this, this is including Jesus, right? And you, we talked about this in the young adult study the other night, but you consider all that Jesus went through, right? That he was always surrounded by crowds. He was always healing people. And then he was persecuted and all this. And through it all, he never had any bad thoughts about anyone. Um, he was good to the fullness, to the infinite. He was good. Um, he was eternally good. So all three persons of the Godhead are good completely, perfectly, infinitely. So again, he is infinitely good, right? And I want to point that out because his goodness, like all of his other attributes, are working perfectly together, right? So God is infinite and God is also good. Therefore, God is infinitely good. God is eternal. He is good. Therefore, he is eternally good. He will always be and always has been good. And God's goodness will endure forever, right? So Psalm 52, 1 says, The goodness of God endures continually. That is the New King James Version. Um, in the ESV, it says love instead of goodness. So, but the goodness endures forever, right? It never ends. It will always be. So this leads us to the question of who is God good to? And so the first thing we can see is he's good to all creatures, right? Um, so we'll take a look at Psalm 33, 5, which says, The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Again, that's the New King James Version. And so, it doesn't just have some goodness, right? The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Not just some, full of it. And then again, in Psalm 136, 25, we'll read, it says, He gives food to all flesh, his steadfast love endures forever. And the thing to point out there is this goodness gives food to all flesh, right? He gives food to all flesh. So, it is because of his goodness that he is giving that food is the point. And so in case you still aren't convinced that God's goodness is over everything, 
we can read Psalm 145.9, which says, The Lord is good to all, and his mercy is over all that he has made. So again, you can't get any more clear. The Lord is good to all. And so you think about that, and in theological terms, we have a term for that, right? Common grace is what we would call that. Um, and so to dig more into that, also about this goodness that is over all, is think about why are you alive, right? Why do you deserve to be alive? Why do you deserve to stay alive? And you think about that, before you were even born, you were nothing, right? And so how can nothing deserve something? It's a question, a very humbling question that we must ask ourselves. How is it that that can be? And well, the answer is what we've been talking about. It is the goodness of God that he created us. And I actually like, again, what Tozer says. He says, you can answer every expression with God in his goodness willed it. God out of his kindness willed it. And that is a powerful statement when you think about it. Because in this world, right, we can go through a lot of different times. But can you always say and believe in your heart that out of all of that, God in his goodness willed it to be? And so you think about that, right? Very humbling. How can something, how can nothing deserve something? And so, and it's out of his goodness. And so in the following studies, we're going to be taking even a deeper look into this. And we're going to see what about unbelievers, believers? What about in God's plan? Is he good in those, in his sovereignty? And how can we come boldly to him knowing how good he is to us? Um, but as we close here, I wanted to point out a few applications, right? Just two of them. The first one is that we need to praise God praise the goodness of God, right? In Jeremiah 31, 12, the beginning of it, it says, They shall come and sing aloud on the heights of Zion, and they shall be radiant over the goodness of God, right? It is this idea that we need to be proclaiming the goodness of God. And the beautiful thing about that is we can proclaim the goodness of God on all of creation. Everything that we have here on earth is because of the goodness of God. You have the sun, you have the rain, you have people, you have friends, you have jobs, you have all these different things because of the goodness of God. So there's much to be grateful for, and it's an easy way to proclaim that to those who do not believe in God. So we need to be those proclaiming the goodness of God, what he has done for you and what he is doing for others currently. And the last thing I want to say is search as we're beginning this study, really, um, we'll be here a week or two, maybe three, but search for yourself the goodness of God, right? And this can be easily, right? Go find a concordance. Um, you might have one in the back of your Bible if you have a study Bible. And just look up the words good or loving kindness, um, particularly of God. So, and if you look up those, you will quickly see that there are a lot of verses that you can turn to. And I would encourage you to either go through all of them or pick out quite a few of them and just contemplate the goodness of God through his word and what he has revealed for us. So that's the two things, right? Search up for yourself, do a concordance, and the other thing is then praise God for his goodness. And with that, we'll close in a word of prayer. 
Father, we just thank you for, again, this wonderful day that you've given us. We just thank you that you have given us your goodness, um, that we see this common grace throughout all the world, um, that you give us all of our needs, um, and that especially that for us who believe that you gave us your son that who died on the cross for our sins. And we just, again, thank you and praise you for everything that you have been doing, everything that you are doing right now, and then everything that you will continue to do eternally for the rest of the, the world forever and on and on. And we just thank you again for who you are in Jesus' name.